Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 23rd of June 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Nicolás Maduro finally broke his silence and commented on the Venezuelan-Iranian plane retained by the Argentine justice system. The plane had been denied entry into the Uruguayan airspace to refuel. On Thursday the 16th, the Venezuelan government said that Uruguay's decision not to let the plane into the country's airspace was unacceptable. Maduro said, quote, This unfortunate action could have caused a tragedy, human losses and damages for both nations, end quote, because the aircraft returned below the fuel limit recommended. Following this news, on Saturday the 18th, the Argentinian president, Alberto Fernandez, spoke about this incident for the first time, stating that, quote, there was no irregularity with the aircraft, end quote, and the problem arose when loading fuel. The Argentinian authorities were not the only ones who spoke out. On Saturday the 19th, the Uruguayan government issued statements making it clear that their country acted quote-unquote within the law. The Uruguayan president's secretary, Álvaro Delgado, responded to Maduro's condemnatory statement, saying that his country made quote-unquote a sovereign decision after making sure that the plane had enough fuel. On Friday the 17th, the Paraguayan National Intelligence Secretariat Minister, Esteban Aquino, informed that Golamresa Gassim, the pilot of the seized aircraft, is indeed a member of the Quds Forces, a branch of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps of Iran, specialized in unconventional warfare and military intelligence operations. On Tuesday the 21st, Maduro's regime demanded that the Argentine government return the Boeing 747 aircraft belonging to the Emtrasur Company, which remains impounded in Buenos Aires. The request was made by the crew's attorney, Hernán Carluccio, who submitted a brief to the federal judge in charge of the case, Federica Villena, alleging that the aircraft, quote, lacks interest in the investigation after the raids and inspections carried out, end quote. Again, a similar circumstance occurred on Thursday the 16th when another Conviesa plane tried to enter Argentine territory. The airplane was denied access, so it landed in Bolivia, leaving nearly 300 people stranded at Argentina's Ezeiza airport and dozens of others on Bolivian soil waiting to enter Argentina. After the first plane scandal, the Argentine government has decided not to give Venezuelan airlines access to its territory. Moving on, the United States removed Venezuela's first lady's nephew from the sanctioned individuals list. Carlos Malpica Flores was subject to the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control and was individually sanctioned in 2017 when the U.S. targeted individuals associated with Venezuela's rampant government corruption. Malpica Flores has been the treasurer of the nation and the vice president of PDVSA. In addition, he worked in the National Assembly, the Foreign Ministry, and the Vice Presidency of the Republic. The decision confirmed the information released in May by the Associated Press, 
According to the news outlet, Flores' execution would be U.S. President Joe Biden trying to encourage the reestablishment of negotiations between the government and the opposition. In Venezuela, since the ruling party said that they would not have a conversation with their opponents until the sanctions against Venezuela are lifted. On Friday the 17th, Maduro arrived in Azerbaijan as part of his international tour aimed at expanding economic and commercial cooperation with Turkey, Algeria, Iran, Kuwait, and Qatar. The presidents of Venezuela and Azerbaijan agreed on a mixed commission and an embassy in Caracas, talked about joining efforts and granting international scholarships to students of both countries. Maduro's tour ended this Saturday. After his arrival in Venezuela, he remarked that he made meaningful agreements with the rulers of the nation he visited. Next up, Antigua and Barbuda Island urges Caribbean countries to turn to Venezuela in the face of rising oil prices. On Friday the 17th, the Prime Minister of the island, Gaston Brown, announced at a press conference that they will trade with Venezuela. During the conference, Brown denounced the U.S.'s threat to place sanctions on any country that does business with Venezuela. Brown also encouraged members of the Caribbean community to approach Venezuela if they need help with energy products, given the increase in oil costs. Moving on, on Sunday the 19th, the World Health Organization and the Pan American Health Organization announced that they will implement 32 projects to strengthen the health system in Venezuela. Venezuela's representative of both the organizations, Christian Morales, gave an interview on the television channel Globovision. Morales reported that these projects look to provide the country with medicines and medical supplies and to fix the hospital's infrastructure. In other news, on Thursday the 16th, the vice president of the National Electoral Council, Enrique Márquez, requested Venezuelans abroad to update their address to participate in the 2024 presidential elections. He said that, quote, All Venezuelans abroad must go to the corresponding consulate, request domicile reassignment, enlist in the registry election, and wait to vote, end quote. Speaking of elections, Maduro congratulated the newly elected Colombian president, Gustavo Petro. On Sunday the 19th, Colombians voted and chose their representatives via Twitter, Maduro celebrated the victory of Petro and Vice President Marquez, who is the first black woman to become vice president of the country. On the same day, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Carlos Faria, made a statement on social media saying that Venezuela is willing to rebuild its ties with Colombia after breaking political and diplomatic relations with the neighboring country in 2019 and blaming former President Ivan Duque for, quote, supporting aggression against Venezuela, end quote, in complicity with the United States and the Venezuelan opposition. Let's talk about Venezuela's justice system. On Saturday the 18th, the NGO Justicia Encuentro y Perdón posted via Twitter the urgency to review the situation of the country's political prisoners due to the lack of food, basic services, and medical attention. Likewise, they declared that, quote, being a political prisoner, end quote, is much more than just going to jail since it also, quote, humiliates and subjects the victim's relatives, quote. 
Following this news, the political prisoner, U.S. citizen and ex-Marine, Matthew Heath, attempted to commit suicide. Lawyer and human rights defender, Tamara Suju, announced on her Twitter account this Monday the 20th that Heath has been hospitalized. In 2020, the former Marine was arrested and accused of spying for the United States. Heath received physical and psychological punishment. To date, he keeps being tortured. More international news. On Monday the 20th, the Norwegian Foreign Minister, Anakin Wikfeldt, reported that Maduro's delegation and the unified platform will participate in the Oslo Forum on the 23rd of June. Wheatfield hopes to open a dialogue between both parties and find a solution to the political and economic crisis in Venezuela. This year, the topics of discussion will focus on developments in the Middle East, Ukraine, Afghanistan, Yemen, and Venezuela. Speaking of Maduro, on Monday the 20th, he appointed Gabriela Jimenez as vice president of the Ministry of Science, Technology, Education, and Health. Jimenez has already held various positions within the government of Nicolás Maduro. In 2019, she was appointed as Minister of Science and Technology. Also in 2020, she was the president of Compañía Anónima Nacional Teléfonos de Venezuela, better known as CAN-TV. Now, some sports news. Olympic champion and triple jump world record holder Yulima Rojas will not participate in the Madrid meeting due to a hip injury. The meeting will be held this Saturday at the Valle Hermoso Stadium and will be full of international medalists. The information was published by the Royal Spanish Athletics Federation on Friday the 17th via Twitter. In baseball, Venezuela qualified for the U23 Baseball World Cup. On Thursday the 16th, after defeating Guatemala 6-0, the Venezuelan team guaranteed their pass to the World Cup in Chinese Taipei. Speaking of baseball, on Monday the 20th, Venezuelan player Miguel Cabrera celebrated his 19th anniversary in the MLB. A young Miggy was signed in 1999 as an amateur free agent by the Miami Marlins. In 2003, he made his major league debut and triumphed the World Series that same season. Miguel Cabrera has made a name for himself in baseball history, earning achievements such as the Silver Slugger, Triple Batting Crown, and the World Series Champion, among others. That's it for this week, but before we leave, we wanted to ask you something. Would you like to have a section in these updates about the best Venezuelan books? or best Venezuelan music. Let us know at venezuela at Rorschach.com or leave us a message at Rorschach underscore V-E-N on Twitter or Rorschach Venezuela on Instagram. Hasta la próxima.